And welcome to season three of the JKR podcast presented by JKR Baseball. My name is Jay Shriglin and I will be your host. We're excited to continue the JKR podcast with season three of episodes. This season, we are expecting many great series with top-tier travel organizations across the country, while we also spotlight commits, collegiate, and professional players from across the United States. It is our goal to be the player's platform for all of prep baseball. As we continue to do this, make sure to stay on top of the J-Care podcast episodes, but also tune into the other features that J-Care Baseball presents. That includes blogs like the lineup card written by John Sparacco, player-based events like Battle of Indiana, Summit City Baseball Academy, and other events being announced very, very soon. With Season 3, that comes two new programs for athletes to enjoy. Those are the JKR Brand Ambassador Program and the JKR Athlete Creators Program. To stay on top of all these features, check out jkrpodcast.com to learn more. I genuinely appreciate everything you guys have done for me and the JKR brand over the past two years, and I hope to continue to build both the JKR brand and the game of baseball for years to come. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. J.K.R. Baseball is ecstatic to announce Cradle Batweights as the official sponsor of the Ohio Baseball Series. Check out the all-new Crado Swing Trainers at CradoSports.com. This weight is unlike any other weight available. It is designed to be attached at the hands, given optimal benefits. This unique placement will improve hand speed, bat head speed, exit velocity, and power all while creating proper swing mechanics. The cradle bat weight can be used with T-work, front toss, machines, and even batting practice, all while using your own bat. More benefits can be found at cradosports.com. Cradle bat weights range from 10 ounces to 40 ounces, ensuring that the perfect weight for all levels. Visit cradosports.com and use the code CRADO10 for 10% off. Other products offered through Crater Sports are tees, nets, weighted balls and back grips, high-quality training aids, and competitive prices. Check out CraterSports.com today, and let's dig into the episode. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today, we have Wild Factor shortstop Matt Ponitoski on the JKR Podcast for the Ohio Baseball Series, presented by Crater Batweights. Matt, super pumped to get you on the here, get you here on the show tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Blessed uh, to be here. Thank you for having me. Okay, of course, man. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you coming on the show. You know, super pumped to be digging into your baseball career, everything you got going on at that pretty legendary travel baseball program there at Wild Factor, going playing for Moeller. You know, had Zion on last week as well. You know, kind of dug into that program. So, you know, super, you know, super excited to be kind of unpacking that here today. But you know, before we dig into your baseball career and everything you got going on. I got one question I'd like to ask everybody to get the podcast started. And that is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Matt Ponatowski? Uh I would say I'm I'm very blessed. Um, the opportunities I've had, um, thankful uh, for my parents. You know, they put me in all these great situations. I go to Muller High School, best 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 high school in the country, in my opinion. Um, both baseball and football, the sports that I play, and then. I have a great um I'm I'm a student athlete so I take academics very seriously and um Mola does that uh very at a very high level. All right. So you talk about being a football player and obviously I think you're there that starting quarterback there as a sophomore. Give us the rundown, take us through what was this football season looking like, maybe giving us a scouting report on what you are as a quarterback, you know kind of give us the rundown on your football career so far. Uh yeah, um as a freshman I got put into a big situation last year, went into the playoffs um 
And, you know, I've kind of just ran with it from there. Uh, I had a new coach this year. He was he was awesome. I loved uh, Coach Bathiani. Um, you know, we had a we had a really good season. We started off rough one and three and uh, we bounced back actually very well. Finishing the season uh, in, the, in the final four, sadly losing to Springfield uh, last week. But, you know, it was a, a I felt like I built as a person uh, throughout the season. Coach um, Bathiani uh, helped me with that. Um, also, Jordan Marshall big, big recruit. Um, he was also a big role model uh, having to do with that season. You know, two more years left. Uh, hopefully we get state uh, one of these years. Okay. So you talk about last year kind of getting thrown into the mix. So you know, what were some of those biggest adjustments you had to make being a freshman playing up against? I'm sure there was probably some 300 pound lineman go coming after you there. Um, there playing at Moeller. Can I take us through maybe some of those biggest adjustments you had to make being a freshman last year, play all, you know, getting kind of thrown into that spot? Uh, yeah, the speed of the game is just totally different. Um, I was hurt basically probably eight, eight weeks of the year last year with a few hamstrings. Um, I played a few freshman games, one or two JV games, and it was kind of uh, stressful getting put into that spot. You know, they called me last year and they're like, so uh, you done faking your injury? You ready to play? And, uh, you know, I couldn't I couldn't turn that down. You know, I, I, I didn't play it 100%, but I went out there uh, – I didn't really have like too many nerves just because, you know, high level baseball, you know, it's kind of, you have that, those nerves every tournament. So going in there, I just, I just went and played uh, if I'm being totally honest. Yeah, for sure. So let's kind of go ahead and transition from the football side to the baseball side. Obviously that's what the JKR podcast is about. Um, you know, travel baseball here to get started, you know, wow factor. I've actually been texting wow factors owner Evan the past couple of days. So, uh, you know, pretty good program. He's got rolling on there. Take us through how'd you get connected with them? Take us through your travel baseball experience so far. And just give us the rundown on what travel baseball has been like. Uh, yeah, I, I got connected through Evan. Actually, I was with the Cincy flames all the way up until about 12 you, but I always played a year up. So I was 11. Um, and I actually got connected through Zion. He contacted Zion first. And um, Zion was like, hey, like, let's join this Wow Factor team because we were kind of not like local with the Flames, but we were we didn't travel as much. So we went down to um, we went down to Florida with Evan for the first time. And we were actually one of his first teams that he ever um, organized. And we had a lot of success. Evan had a ton of connections and, you know, we kind of ran with it from there. Evan's Evan's a great guy puts you in front of the right guys at the right times. And uh, I don't see, see myself leaving wild factor anytime soon. Okay. So I take it, you'll be down there in Atlanta here in a couple of weeks, that first week of January. I will, I will okay. be down there. I think it's okay. the sixth. Yeah. I'll be, uh, I'll be flying into Atlanta there that fifth. So I'll be there that weekend, you know, checking out what's going on there at wild factor, seeing everything you and that, you know, that team's got going on, but you talk about being part of one of those first wild factor teams. Obviously we're at the point now where Evans built it to, I feel like the whole team is committed to a power five level constantly having draft picks every year in and year out with you being part of one of those first teams. How have you seen Evan grow this wild factor program? How have you seen it evolve? being a part of it for, you know, pretty much since the beginning. Uh, Yeah. You know, it was being like one of the first teams, it was kind of like, was well, this really going to be like a thing? And, you know, Evan kind of turned it into almost like a Canes national, like, like so a lot of really good teams, you know, showing out pretty much every tournament that they're in. And, you know, we have a bunch of like high level teams ranked within the top 50, you know, of course the 26, the 26 team, uh, national team, 
where we were number one last year, number four this year. Um, and, you know, I don't I don't see wild factor going down. It's just going up. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, you know, you talk about Evan, obviously the brains behind that wild factor program, but he does have a lot of great coaches there in the dugout on game in and game, game from game to game basis. Um, kind of take us through the relationships you're able to build with some of those wild factor coaches beyond Evan. Uh, yeah, um, I would say the main person that, you know, when I kind of first came to wild factor, like our first full year, uh, Mr. Bill Hall, um, he played a really long, he had a really long career in the MLB and, you know, you just kind of get to pick his brain and, and do stuff like that. It's uh, really cool, especially him playing infield. Um, and he kind of takes you through like the mental part of it. He doesn't really try to do too much because, you know, you don't really get to have practices with, you know, your uh, national team too much because everybody's from a different state, but, um, you know, just get to pick his brain and the little things he says, just to like remind you, uh, it really helps. And, you know, I'm really thankful for stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. So kind of stick it on the topic of relationships. You talk about everyone being from different states who are a part of that wild factor program. Take us through some of the relationships you're able to build with guys across the country, guys you're playing with on that wild factor team, and potentially maybe even some culture shocks in a way that you've seen, maybe playing with guys from other parts of the country, maybe guys who have been a part, experienced different things in life. Take us through those relationships and maybe some culture shocks that came along playing with this wild factor program. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you travel around the uh, country, you just realize how, like, really blessed you are that um, you're allowed to do that and you, you're allowed to uh, meet these great people. And, you know, uh, you know, meeting guys from, like, Alabama and Texas when they come with these different accents and they got this different type of energy, you know, it makes the game a little more fun, you know. It's awesome playing with the um, high school team and stuff like that. I love all those guys, but, you know, playing summer ball, uh, you got a little bit of more, uh, you know, I guess – cultures like different like um different states you know act a little different you got a little more energy uh summer ball you know there's there's def there's there's definitely a lot of energy um compared to high school yeah well See, i mean I, I, don't get me wrong high school's high school's awesome yeah summer yeah ball, summer ball is crazy. yeah especially when you're playing there at molar high school shoot i mean i think zion said you guys have what like seven eight division one commits just on the high school team alone Great, crazy what uh, Moeller's been able to build. And we do, I do want to dig into that here in a little bit. But, you know, talking about, you know, keeping on that wow factor path, obviously earlier on, you kind of mentioned that, you know, Evan's been able to build it to somewhat of a Canes National going on, you know, always showing out tournament by tournament. I know they're always ranked in the top 10 when it comes by class by class. I think you said you guys are number one there in 2026. Um, for you being there, seeing Evan, seeing what these other coaches have done, what do you think has led to that wow factor success? Uh, you know, Evan does a lot of uh, work as far as like getting the right guys and recruiting. And then, you know, Evan sticks with his guys. He's not going to go out there and just like once he's recruited his guys, he's going to stick with them. And I think our team has a little bit different of like a bond to where we genuinely love going out to play with the guy next to us. It's not like, oh, like my PG stats need to be this. My PBR stats need to be this. It's kind of like whatever we can do to win is like what we're trying to do. And, you know, I think he builds that a uh, good culture, just keeping the team together. Uh, this will be our third year of mostly the same guys. Yeah. So you talk about this being the third year. Let's kind of go ahead as we look forward there to that 2024 summer. Take us through as that excitement. I mean, you keep moving up. It's going to be your 16U summer. Kind of take us through that excitement you have. For this upcoming summer, maybe some expectations you have for yourself, potentially for this Wild Factor team as well. Kind of give us the rundown on how you see this 2024 season playing out. Uh, 
yeah, you know, when you don't see your team for basically, you know, eight months of the year because I play football, you know, they play a few tournaments in the fall, but getting to see them for like the first time, you kind of just get this energy back and, you know, you kind of just like, I wouldn't say like you get like a re-love for baseball, but it's like you play with a little more energy and uh, the the competition's so much higher at, at that level. Um, it's it's honestly just, you know, great to get to see the guys and, you know, you, my expectations, I mean, they're always the same, you know, anything to do to win. It's not, it's not about me. It's about the team. I mean, I'll lay a bunt down if I have to. I mean, not the greatest bunter, but, you know, if he asks me to do it, I'm going to do it because I know the guy behind me is going to get a knock or something like that. Um, but uh, wow factor, it's, it's, it's been special and um, I don't see it not being special anytime soon. Yeah, for sure. Special program that Evans been able to build. Again, that kind of comes with great coaching, great players like yourself. As we kind of look at that roster there for 2026, and I don't know it completely. I know RJ Cope, I believe, is at 26 playing for Wild Factor. I'm sure there's some other guys I know as well. Um, but, you know, with those rosters that Wild Factor does produce, looking up and down that 2026 roster, I'm sure there's a bunch of Power 5 commits, maybe guys who aren't committed that will be once August 1st comes to happen. Um, you know, comes to fruition. Kind of take us through some of those conversations with teammates are looking like. How are you guys picking each other's brains? What's kind of going on there? Obviously, you guys are all high-level baseball players. So kind of take us through those conversations and how you guys are maybe picking each other's brains. Uh, Yeah, you know, pretty much, you know, I would say if they aren't committed already, they they have offers to where or they have they will have offers to where they will be able to commit uh, when they become a junior. But you know, you, you kind of, they go to these camps. I go to these camps that are closer to me. They go to camps that are far away from me. And, you know, you can kind of just like, Hey, how was, how was so-and-so? And, you know, they can kind of just give you like, Oh yeah, I love the school. I love the facilities. You know, I can be like, Oh, I want to go to this camp or stuff like that. And, you know, picking their brain, it's, it's cool. And, you know, we're all different style of players and there sometimes you can be like, um, like, why'd you do this? And why'd you do that? So looking kind of back on these past three years playing for Wild Factor, I know you have to, I'm sure you guys have been a part of some great tournaments. Pretty, I'm sure you made some pretty deep tournament runs. Take us through maybe some of those favorite memories that come to mind. When you think about travel baseball, you think about playing for Wild Factor, what would be some of those memories? Uh, definitely uh, last year I had it. We were in a big moment. We play in Team Elite, a really good, uh, respected, you know, organization. And, I would say it's one of the bigger, bigger moments I've ever had. It was, we're, I think, in the bottom of the eighth inning. So they had that bases loaded rule with PG and, uh, you know, bases loaded, smoked the ball into the gap and the just the, the electric energy from the dugout, you know, guys having my back and everything. Had a really long at bat, ended up hitting a double into the gap. Um, just the excitement of that game. And then, I mean, Team Elite tied it up and then we hit a, hit a walk-off <laughs> Hit a, or we're we're in the top of the inning. Hit a bomb. Uh, Wide Shelley, really good player. Auburn commit. Um, hit a bomb, and then we close it out on a diving play, double play. Um, the heart was definitely racing, but um, you know it's just like special moments like that. And like honestly, the moment wasn't. I try to make the moment not too big, even though it it's clearly a big moment. But uh, you know, just like times like that, uh, you, you'll you'll never you'll look back on it and be like. Like, that was awesome. Yeah, for sure. Another memory I'm sure you probably have is, you know, beyond Wild Factor, potentially that perfect game select fest. Where every time I'm talking to a player, they talk about how 
great the atmosphere is and how they're talking with some of the best players, you know, in the country. Take us through that PG Select Fest, the atmosphere, the day-to-day, just your experience there. You know, what was that PG Select Fest like for you? Uh, It was awesome. I mean, especially I, I was hurt during the PG Select Fest. I had that was last year when I had the hamstring problems um, and still get still to get invited was um, an honor. You know, I I knew a few of the guys coming in, but building those like relationships with the with the top guys in the country. Um, now I can, you know, talk to them on the regular like they're normal, like they're like they're my friends. And, um, you know, it was special. Just, you know, they had a really nice resort, very nice um, fields that we played at um, a lot of really top-notch you know recruiters and stuff like it was it was awesome everything about it was awesome you know having a roommate was kind of crazy uh having to they 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 also you know we had to mature and you know be be back in our rooms by this time and you know it was it was fun and you could tell that uh everybody was learning a ton during that period uh or during pg select fest yeah, I'm sure. But uh, let's kind of go ahead. Let's transition from travel baseball to the high school side. Again, playing for a pretty legit, legendary program there at Moeller. Take us through your freshman season, kind of what was going on there. Um, and kind of take us through your high school experience so far. Um, yeah, I played JV freshman year. Uh, we had a really stacked state championship team last year. I think we had 13 seniors, all like most of them, I would say, committed to a school, if not all, not, don't take my, my word for that, but I think, <laughs> and, um, you know, it was a learning experience, you know, kind of like a, like, you don't walk in, I probably could have walked into most schools and played varsity and, you know, Moeller kind of like, it was like a culture shock. They're like, you're going to, you have to wait your turn, you know? And, you know, I think it, I think it helped me grow as like a person. It's like, you're not, you're not on top. Like you have to earn your way into this spot and I'm going to have to earn my way in into a varsity spot this year. And, you know, I wouldn't want it any other way. I don't want things handed to me. I want to, uh, I want to work for it. Yeah, for sure. So being part of such a legendary program, you know, a great team there last year, maybe you talk about the 13 seniors, take us through maybe some of the guys that maybe took you underneath their wing, maybe showed you the ropes of, you know, this is why we've built this culture here at Moeller. This is why we're successful. Um, Who are maybe some of those upperclassmen that maybe took you underneath their wing going through that freshman season last spring? Um, Yeah. Uh, there's a kid named Finn Ellis. We have at Moeller, we have a thing called mentor group and he was in my mentor group. And, you know, he kind of just, he, he kind of told me the little things, the ins and outs of uh, like the baseball, like, like this is a guy that you you can pick on. Like, this is like, this is a guy that's, he's pretty serious. Like don't mess with him. But um, Connor Christensen, um, Carter Christensen's older brother um, who, me and Carter will be in the infield this year, hopefully. <laughs> but Connor, um, he was just a guy I could talk to because I, I mean, I went to a few varsity practices and, you know, got to practice with him. And he just told me the little things that he tries to work on. And um, there are actually a few things I do work on that he told me about, which um, I'm thankful for. All right. So you talk about having nothing handed to you, obviously going through last year's team, having 13 seniors, being full of Division One commits. Um, you know, I, I'm sure that's a great mindset a lot of people like to have within their players. But, you know, going to a program like that, having nothing handed to you, what benefits do you think comes to your career long term playing for a program like Moeller? Uh, yeah, you know, walking in, I know walking into college, um, which Moeller is going to set me up for college. I, I, I already know it, but 
walking to college, you're not going to be handed anything. There's going to be four other infielders that are in front of you that you have to beat out. So coming into Moeller, you know, I was lucky to be on the JV team. You know, not a lot of people play JV, so I was blessed to play JV, but as a freshman. But um, nothing's handed to you, and they aren't going to hand anything to me, which I think in college and in the pros, I'm going to have to work my way up. So I'm going to have to climb that ladder. Um, you know, like I did, I took my took my year on JV, but I have to climb the ladder, hopefully get a varsity spot this year. And um, Muller's going to set me up for success. I already know. Yeah, for sure. And going through that first year, obviously playing JV, but, you know, have those expectations of making it on the varsity this upcoming year. You going through maybe seeing some varsity practices there last year, knowing the coaching staff. What do you think has led to that molar success? Again, you guys are pr pretty much an Ohio Ohio powerhouse consistently in the top of the top in the national rankings as well. With you being an insider, what do you think has led to that success? Um, you know, it's kind of the bond um that Molar has. You know, it's just like our summer team, they're playing for the person next to them and they're Molar's uh, you know, coaching staff with coach Held. Um he he's awesome. You know, he's going to He's going to do the little he's going to make you do the little things so that uh, when you get into that big moment, it's not going to be a big moment. You know, you're just going to do what you've you've done in the winter, what we're doing right now. We're, you know, training four days a week, run, running three days, lifting three days, you know, hitting hitting a day. Um, just like the we're going to we're going to outwork everybody. And, you know, that state championship last year, I'm, I'm not surprised that we were in the state championship and that we won the state championship. You know, even though I wasn't, you know really a part of it I I got to see the game and you know I'm going to be a part of one I I can pretty much almost guarantee you that yeah for sure um but um coming off a state championship run there at Moeller kind of take us through you know as you kind of step potentially step into a role there on that on that varsity squad take us through maybe those expectations this Moeller program has for the 2024 spring maybe some some things you're expecting out of yourself as well kind of give us the rundown of what those expectations are going to be this upcoming spring yeah, I think as a team, um, nothing changes. We're going to get back to state and we're going to try to win state. Um, I don't think, you know, we want any less than that. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully try to get a national championship if we get put in that spot. But personal expectations is, you know, just get on the field somehow because, you know, we have a bunch of talented guys and, you know, getting on the field would just be, you know, a start. And then once I get on the field, you know, doing anything I can do to help the team win because, it's it's not about me. It's about the team. And I think Mueller, um, you know, kind of kind of like tries to get you to like, I don't know how to say it, but they try to get you to play as a team and not as like yourself, like just like a like not be selfish and stuff like that. And you know, I think Mueller is going to set um, set sets up a ton of people to be. Uh, in, in college and, you know, we do have a ton of people committed already and, you know, people that aren't committed they're I can almost guarantee they're going to be committed anywhere. And, you know, more has a ton of connections. And um, I think this is why we're so successful. Yeah, for sure. But uh, last question, when it comes to the high school side, again, going through one year so far, you know, not too much high school experience going on yet. Still got three years ahead of you, but same question I asked there for travel baseball, what would be some of those favorite memories that come to mind when you think about your high school experience so far? Yeah. Um, I don't really know. Um, every day at practice, you know, it's, it's, it's honestly, I don't take any days for granted, you know, getting to go out with a bunch of high level guys, you know, not a lot of people get that opportunity. Um, 
so I, I kind of take it like uh, one day at a time, you know, just try to pick from people's brains and, you know, not take for granted what I have because, you know, I could be in a totally different situation with um, a lot less opportunities. So I just try to be thankful for the opportunities. And, you know, I love going out with the people I love to play with. And it's on, it's, it's just it's just a lot of fun. So uh, kind of let's transition from the high school scene to the whole recruiting process, you know, going through, you know, committed to Missouri there earlier on. Take us through that recruiting process. You know, when was it that it got started for you? When was it that some of these Division One programs and coaches kind of started reaching out? Kind of take us through what that recruiting process was looking like for you. Yeah, um, it happened uh, after, you know, the first full year at Wow Factor. I was I was 13 playing at the 14 age group. And, you know, I kind of got connected through another player um to Missouri and they were kind of like the first school that you know was like please like come to our camp please and um you know it was an honor to get to go to their camp and you know when I was there it it was an awesome campus you know kind of cold it was in December but um (laughs) they uh ended up offering me uh after the camp um and I committed a few days later and you know I loved the coaching staff they loved me they said they they wanted to build the um the the 26 class around me and you know hearing all these things it was it was it was kind of like why would I not commit here like they love me I love I love them um you know it, it was just the right fit at that time yeah I'm sure so getting that first offer as a 13 year old you're still four and a half five years away from stepping foot on campus so you know what's going through your mind at that point you know they call you into the office hey we're going to offer you because what's going through your mind kind of what's that excitement just knowing that the reality of playing i mean the the potential to play division one baseball is becoming a reality just maybe take us through what that excitement was getting that offer yeah um you know going to missouri there was pretty much no expectations to get an offer it was kind of just you know see where I stack up against other kids, you know, my age. And, you know, when they kind of brought me in the office, I was almost like, are you joking? Like, like good joke. Um, I don't believe you at all. But then, you know, he, he, he talked more and more. I was like, he's not joking. Like he's, he's actually about to offer me. And, you know, it was, it was like a humbling experience. Cause you know, I, I pride myself on outworking everybody or my peers and not into like a personal way, but you know, I want to be better than you. So I'm going to outwork you. And it was kind of like, like it's kind of paying off and, you know, it, it only gave me more motivation to work harder. Yeah, for sure. So obviously those camps play a huge role in pretty much everybody's recruiting processes. Teams use those to kind of get guys on campus, kind of see the way they play. Take us through what does a camp like that look like? What would be maybe some advice you have for players who are going to camps like that? Just make, you know, give us the rundown. What are camps like that looking like when you're getting on campus? Yeah. Um, I would say just be yourself. Don't try to be somebody that you that you aren't because, um, you know, there was another kid hitting. I went to his office and, you know, he talked about how when another kid was hitting, you know, he was hitting really well. And, you know, he came out of the cage, like high-fived him. You know, I was like, that's a, like, that's a good round. And, you know, it's just like the little things that you don't think matter that I didn't even think mattered at that age. I was just trying to be, you know, a good guy. I saw another very good player and I was like, like good round and just like the little things that you don't really expect a college coach to look at or a recruiter to look at. um, That's exactly what they're looking at. you know, they already know you're, you're, you're good. Like they, they know you're talented. They know like this kid could play at the vision one level. They're, they're seeing how you react to a bad round or how you react to over three. Like, is your effort still the same? Is your attitude still the same? Are you the, 
Are you the same teammate you were when you were three for three? Stuff like that. All right, so obviously you're, what, two, two and a half years away from stepping foot on campus. Kind of take us through, I know when I'm scrolling through your PBR account, listed as a shortstop, listed as a pitcher. When you do get to that next level, where do you see yourself? Where do you kind of see yourself sticking long-term? Take us through where you see yourself position-wise uh, when you get to that next level. Yeah, um, I see myself somewhere in the infield, somewhere, uh, you know, second, third, shortstop, you know, anywhere in the infield. Um, you know, pitching, pitching's great. Um, I think my numbers kind of are the reason I, 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 you know, pitching kind of like a backup plan, you know, the numbers, the spin rate are, are sometimes there and, you know, people like to see that. So that's kind of in the back pocket right now, but I pride myself on being a very good infielder and um, a very good hitter, top of the lineup hitter um, that hits for power and, you know, hits for average. Okay, so I'm assuming that primary position is shortstop, but obviously you're probably moving around the field a little bit, determining, you know, maybe while factor has another shortstop playing a game there that day. Maybe take us through the adjustments you have to make going from shortstop to maybe flipping to the other side of the bag, playing second base, potentially playing third, whatever. What are some of those adjustments you have to make defensively when you're moving around position-wise? Yeah, um, so I play with the number four player in the country. That's a shortstop, Keon Johnson. I, or maybe he's number three right now at PG, according to PG. But, um, you know, we all move around a bunch um, in the summer at least. And, you know, as far as, you know, moving around, I Coach Bill Hall kind of helped me with that, just kind of picking his brain, you know, like what should I do in this situation and stuff like that, and, you know, just getting reps at that position. Um during the practices we have when we show up a day early, um, you know, I really try to, uh, you know, do things that I'm bad at, practice the things that I'm bad at. Um, so, you know, I can just be an all around player. And, you know, I think when a college comes out or a, a pro scout comes out and looks, um, then they see like, Oh, I'm not just one dimensional, just playing shortstop. I can move around the infield. Um, I think it, I think it just adds to, uh, you know, the player I am. I can't, I, I don't think it can hurt me. So, Move around then is uh it's cool you know it's it's definitely challenging you know if I played uh, a little bit more third than I I was used to um I was really just a short and second then they kind of mixed me into third just you know being taller and a little bit bigger um so uh learning learning the arm angles and stuff like that um I think it's just reps for me is uh, how I would learn. Um, so kind of moving from the defensive side of things to the offensive side, take us through. I know you said you're top of the order hitter. Take us through what that hitting approach is looking like. You're walking up to the batter's box, stepping in. What's going through your mind? Take us through what that hitting approach is for you. For sure. I say when I walk into the batter's box, I'm thinking basically, you know, sitting on a fastball. And you, unless, you know, I've seen the pitcher a few times, you know, Maybe he maybe he's curveball heavy early in the count. Then I might sit on curveball, but I'm sitting on fastball, especially you know when they're throwing upper 80s, low 90s. Just um trying to jump on a fastball early in the count, get the pitch I want. Um, a little I'm I'm more of a gap to gap hitter, uh, but I'm will I'm more than willing to go the other way. And you know I think that's what stands out about my game is, you know I'm willing to go the other way when the pitch is out there, and when you throw the ball in, you know. Hopefully you don't make that mistake because nine times out of 10, it's probably going to be a barrel or hopefully when I'm feeling good, nine times out of 10, it'll be a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> so are you a big two strike approach guy or do you kind of keep it the same no matter what the count is? 
Um, definitely a two two strike approach, uh, especially depending on the situation. Um, you know, I, I, I crowd the plate, um, two strikes and I, I trust my hands that you're not going to beat me. Uh, but I don't really try to change. My mindset doesn't really change. You know, I, I'm, I become more of a reactionary hitter. I'm not just sitting on fastball. I'm going to sit fastball and then react. Um, but not really anything like mindset change. Uh, I'm still going to do the same load. I'm just going to be a little bit closer to the plate and I'm going to be willing to hit off speed, uh, if it comes. Okay. So you are a guy who's throwing righty, obviously there in the infield, but you do hit lefty. You know, that's pretty, obviously pretty uncommon within the game of baseball, but it does bring some benefits to it. Take us through, how'd you become a left-handed hitter when you're throwing righty? Was that something you were born with something you worked on early on? Take us through unpack how maybe that, how that, how that happened. Um, my dad's a big baseball guy and uh, he kind of just let me pick up a bat left-handed and he, he said whatever uh, side he picks it up. Like, he told me whatever side I picked up the bat, he was going to run with it. And, you know, I, th I think about it as my more dominant hand. I want it to be on the bottom. So, uh, you know, I, I've been growing up uh, hitting lefty all my life, you know, trying to – a lefty swing's prettier in my opinion. Uh, but uh, he picked uh, – I picked up a bat left-handed and, you know, ran with it and – uh, still working to uh, perfect the swing. Not anywhere close, but we're working on it. Yeah, for sure. You got you got to love those left-handed hitters up there at the top of the lineup, getting on base. You know, being a step closer to first base as well. If you got to try to beat at an infield single, but um, kind of digging into the mechanics of your swing. Take us through from the load up to the follow through. What are those mechanics looking like, and how have you developed those mechanics over the years? Uh, my dad is you know my hitting coach and. We've been doing it for a really long time, and, you know, he's really good at it. Also, a guy named Scott Bray, uh, been my coach for a really long time. Uh, he's he's pretty much invested his whole life into baseball. He, he was, uh, you know, in the Pirates organization, I'm pretty sure. Um, but when I step uh, – my mechanics, uh, my back foot, I, it's a little bit turned in, um, and uh, I guess I would have a little bit of a – lower half load, kind of a trying to engage as much as I can into my lower half um, so that, you know, I don't have to use as much as my upper body, try to keep the upper body simple, uh, try and trying to hit a slot with my back, with my back arm, uh, back, back arm, trying to hit that slot, uh, stay through the middle, you know, just let my barrel work, let my hands work, not trying to let my hands work too much where they glide forward. Uh, because it now caused a lot of rolling, but try, just trying to hit that slot, stay in my legs, um, let the rest do its do its part. Okay, so looking at your game's entirety, so whether this is hitting, whether this is base running, whether this is moving around the infield and playing all those different positions, if you were a scout watching your game, what would be that personal scouting report you'd write up on yourself? Uh, Definitely a leader, Um, definitely somebody that comes out with a lot of energy, loves a game. I, I don't take uh, anything for granted. Um, I go out there and play 110%. Um, if I'm, you know, batting 100 for the tournament, if I'm batting 800 for the tournament, um, because I know, you know, one one play and I, I could be I could be done for the season. I could be done for a few years, depending on what happens. So I would say uh, scout comes to watch me. They're, they're definitely expecting a lot of energy, a lot of passion in the game. Um, no, no give up 
like and then i mean the results the results will show hopefully yeah usually so you talk about having that passion for the game. Obviously, I'm sure that means you're working hard here this offseason. I know you said the football season just ended there a couple of weeks ago. Take us through what this off, what's this offseason supposed to be looking like? What are some of those key points of emphasis you're wanting to work on within your development? Give us the rundown on how you expect this offseason unraveling. I think football is uh, going to help me a lot with my offseason just because I've been in the weight room consistently um, since the summer and, you know, just getting bigger, faster, stronger, um, I think it's going to help my game just because, uh, you know, I'm, I have most of the tools, but that, um, that speed tool is something I'm really trying to work on right now, just as far as I'm just not the fastest guy, but, uh, coming back from injuries. So, um, just trying to get faster over this off season is something I really think, uh, I can work on just being more flexible, um, being able to bend a little bit easier. Well, uh, ultimately help my game okay all right so i got one last segment here for you before we do end it off i like digging into the personal side to end things off obviously it is the off season right now i'm sure you're training going through stuff but beyond that no games going on whether that's football whether that's baseball passions beyond the game what would be that passions beyond the game what are some of those things you enjoy doing beyond baseball beyond football uh hanging out with uh my family's a big one you know uh, we go to my grandma's every Sunday and, you know, hang out, play some ping pong. Uh, you know, watching the football games right now is uh, kind of cool. But um, hang out with my friends. You know, I'm not I'm not going out and partying, but I got a few of those friends where, like, you know, I got, like, two or three, like, real friends that, you know, I can go over and, you know, they got my back, I got their back. And, you know, we just hang out and we, we truly, you know, are just, like, really, really close friends that – um. I love hanging out with and uh you know I don't really outside of outside of baseball and football you know I just try to stay good in the classroom but besides that I, I live a pretty chill life okay all right so kind of moving it to the motivation side of things you know what is that that helps you get out of bed every morning help you continuously evolve as a baseball player as a person as well what would be some of those motivators uh just telling myself that you know I don't, I'm not going to work a nine to five. You know, a lot of people say that, you know, uh, but getting out of bed, telling myself, like, I, I can't do that. You know, I, I love the game too much. Uh, just getting up and, you know, having the passion for the game is, uh, you know, why I put so much work into it and, you know, why I want to, I want to play it for a long time. So uh, if I, if I stop working, I'm not going to be able to play it for a long time and I don't want that to happen. Okay, awesome. So taking that question a little bit further, obviously you say you don't want to work at nine to five. You want to play as long as possible. Let's say you try to make that work. You keep working hard every day. What would be that perfect picture of your life 20 years down the road? Uh, Just saying that, you know, I changed somebody's life for the better Um, because, you know, I, I look up to people and, you know, hopefully one day people look up to me just because, oh, he was a good guy not just because of baseball or football or whatever it is, just because, you know, he was a guy that you wanted to be around. You, you love uh, coming to practice every day and seeing this guy. And uh, hopefully I'm in a role in 20 years. Maybe I'll still be playing in 20 years, hopefully, but um, just a guy that everybody loved to be around. Okay. So I got six more questions here for you before we do end it off. Going to ask him kind of a rapid fire pace here, three rounds of two questions. Um, first round here, coolest contact in your phone. You're scrolling through those. You're scrolling through those contacts. 
Who's that coolest contact that not too many people have? Second question, go-to playlist, whether you're making a drive, whether you're going through a workout, what would be that go-to playlist? Oof. Famous or most contact. Um, I would say Vince Harrison. You know, he's a he's in the Reds organization. Just a, a really cool guy uh, that, you know, I can just talk to. That or Bill Hall, just another guy that I can just pick their brains. Um, just really cool guys that, you know, know a lot about the game and will help me grow in the game. So I would say those are the those are the two coolest contacts. Um, a playlist, anything, um, little baby, uh, just give me, give me a little bit of energy before you know a game or something or a workout. Um, nothing like anything up tempo, just to get me a little, get the juices flowing. Okay, all right. So uh, second round of two questions here for you. Let's say I am taking a trip to your part of Ohio. I believe it's what Hamilton, Ohio. I think PG says. Let's say I'm taking a trip there. Never been there before. What would be some of those recommendations you got for me? Some restaurants to check out, maybe some things to do. What would be those recommendations? From your face, doesn't sound like there's too many, but you know we'll see. And then second question, let's say you're having dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would be at that table? That's a, that's a hard one. Um, dead or alive, um, number one would be Jesus because, you know, everything, you know, happens through, happens through him. Um, Number two, I would say Josh Harrison. Um, actually, he's with the Phillies right now. Um, really cool guy. I've actually gotten to meet him, but you know, just want to pick his brain. He's been an All Star a few times. Um, uh, he's just a really cool guy. So I'd want to, I'd want to be with him. Um, uh, and then I don't know. I have to go like Michael Jordan, I guess, because you know he's the, he's the goat of all sports. Pick his brain. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Okay. Um, as far as Hamilton, you don't really got anything special in Hamilton. I mean, you just have your your basic restaurants. Um, Hamilton's a cool little spot, though. You know, they got a little like strip where it's all lit up and stuff like that. And then you know, during the fall, they have a pumpkin festival and stuff like that. Um just little cool things that they do during the year. Um, you can go see Santa Claus. He's got like a own little house there. It's, it's, it's pretty cool, but nothing really too exciting in Hamilton. Okay. So you're an Ohio guy that thinks Jordan is the goat. You know, that's, that's something I haven't seen too often. Obviously most of the Ohio guys, they're saying LeBron's the goat. So uh, I think that's, I think that's the first here tonight of Ohio guys saying Jordan, but uh, anyway, last two questions here for you. TikTok for you page. Let's say you're getting on the app, you're scrolling through. What are some of those videos that you're seeing? I know that's got a weird way of whatever you want to see. Somehow you're seeing it there on TikTok. But um, and then second question, dream NIL brand. Let's say you get to college here in a couple of years. You get that opportunity to capitalize on your name, image, and likeness. What would be that dream brand to endorse, collaborate, or partner with? Um, ooh, dream brand. Uh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the basic answer. Anyone that wants to, you know, sponsor me, uh, they can they can reach out. Uh, I don't know. Nike would be pretty cool just because, like, you, you grew up wearing Nike and, you know, it's, it's cool. Or maybe, like, a, a car dealership wants to, you know, that would be awesome. Just give me – so I could represent them. But um, the first question was – TikTok for you, Paige. Yeah, I don't have TikTok anymore, but when I did have it, I would say just a lot of like 
like POV baseball content and stuff like that, football content, nothing, nothing too special. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty common there for, you know, baseball players, uh, you know, high school, high school athletes. But anyway, man, you know, that's the final question here for you on the JKR podcast, you know, really appreciate you coming on the show. It was great getting to meet you. Great getting to learn about your baseball career and everything you got going on. You know, me, you know, I said, like I said, I'll be down there at wow factor national or what I forget. I forget what uh, Evan's calling it, but I'll be down there in Atlanta there in January. So I'm sure we'll meet up there, maybe get some content rolling here on the, for the podcast as well. But again, man, just appreciate you coming on the show as you go through the rest of your career, man. I do want to wish you the best of luck, but again, man, just, just appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It was uh, great talking to you. Uh, if you want to invite me again, I'll do it again. <laughs> All right, there we go.